Welcome to Can't Make This Shit Up, a podcast by me, Claudia Kilminster. And me, Bethany Rayo-Davies. Hello, beautiful humans, and welcome to episode nine of Can't Make This Shit Up. Firstly, we'd like to pay our respects and acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land, the Darawal people, in which we live, meet, and record on. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode nine I can't believe we've done almost 10 episodes. You, season one is almost over. I know, with our busy schedules and a few hot minutes in between, we finally are almost finished season one. Very exciting. Um, So this is just going to be a little catch up um, of what we've been up to, what's going to happen. We've only got five more months left of the year. It's fucking insane. I know your face just was like, what? (laughs) I was like, look, I honestly look at Claudia because I work in sales and Claudia, Claudia and I both work in sales um, and I manage two sales teams and we're coming up to like that moment, that pivotal moment where all of our e-commerce brands start like getting prepared for the Christmas season. So I had this moment when my eyes went big where I was like, oh my gosh, seasonal moments, Christmas, planning, accounts. Oh my goodness. I've got oh a lot of work God. to do. Yeah. I need to start. Oh, sugar. Sorry. Drop my phone. I need to start. Um, Calling accounts. Yeah. But also I need to start like using that. Like, you know, as we come up to the busy holiday period. Like, yeah. Seasonal moments are really good in sales. Insane. Yeah. I need to get my, yeah. Um, sequence. I mean, you guys have no idea what that is. I'll just stop. <laughs> sequence is just like a workflow. Get your pitch in order and all yeah, the rest of it, yeah, and yeah, making yeah. sure that everything is rocking and rolling. But um, yeah, no, I was just that's why my eyes went huge. I was like, oh my gosh, that's hectic. I just can't believe we have five months left of the year. Um, it's crazy. Like what? We, we're literally going to be in twenty twenty four, dude. It has been like the craziest year, right? Like, okay. So the beginning when we launched this. I just come out of like a really bad heartbreak. Yeah. Like it was hectic. Yeah. Like you went through like a very traumatic time. It was like super full on. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um <laughs> I like that you're just smiling right now, like, oh shit. Um, sorry. I'm like at that point in grief where like if you don't laugh you'll cry. Yeah. So it's kind of just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was fucked. <laughs> yeah, that was super fucked but, up. But like I love my dad. Like, hey pup. He's, he's, he's up there. Oh, do you see my necklace? It's so beautiful. Claudia, you got a necklace. Do you want to tell us about it? Yeah. So I got um, – sorry, I moved away from the mic because I was looking at my necklace. So um, when my dad passed away, um, we got his fingerprints molded and I reached out to this jewelry designer up in Queensland. She is a little independent um, – mother who runs a yeah independent australian jewelry label called hallie motif jewelry designs she's been beautiful her name's brianna and i sent up my dad's um mold of his thumb and she turned it into i've been waiting for this for a couple months yeah it takes a while like they're all custom made obviously and she turned this beautiful silver necklace into this stunning pendant of my dad's thumbprint it's so beautiful it's actually just the nicest thing in the world it's just and i like the silver the silver's nice i've been wearing gold a lot Mm. and i kind of like the mixed metal Mm. um but yeah so it's just like he's like a little piece of me um everywhere like that's wild that it'll be his one year in like not that long. What four months? August. Yeah. September, October, November. Three months. Three months. It's it's actually crazy, right? Like yeah. we've it's been a it's been a hectic year. 
It has been hectic. It's like, been fucking hectic. I, I can't believe like it's it's almost a year since Dad's gone. Like I know that's wild. Yeah, mm. it's but, yeah. You know, learned a lot, grown a lot as an individual. Yeah, I think um, yeah, that's been it's been crazy records. Like you've you've had so many you've had so many the lowest of lows and mm. you've had the highest of highs as yeah. well. Yeah, I mean, I think that was a bit of sweet thing as well when I got engaged. Like mm. I did find um like I did have a cry afterwards like alone in the car and mm. stuff just because you know what's the thing that you want to do when you get engaged to your family yeah definitely so, like I know dad was there like and he's always with me um actually as we just started recording a post he pulled up at yeah. my house and whenever I see a postman like I know that dad's with me um my dad was a postie for years at his funeral he had like a guard of honor but instead of police officers, they were postmen. Yeah, they so were beautiful. so beautiful. Um, so, like, I see postmans, like, five, six times a day. And before, I'd never see them. So, I just, like, to me, like, that's my little spiritual sign from Dad going, hey, hey, going. Mm. But actually, after I just got engaged, I was at Pet Barn. And a lady who worked, used to work with my dad was there. I don't even know if I've told you this yet. And um, I've not heard this. Yeah. And I was like, God, she like saw my dog Chili and was like, oh my God, my mum used to have one of these dogs and then was complimenting Chili. And I was like, oh, do you remember my dad? And um, she looked at me and I was like, oh, Gary. And she goes, oh my God. And I knew, and I remembered her um, being at the funeral. She held me so tight and it was literally like, 24 hours after I got in, no, a couple of days after I got engaged. Um, she held me so tight and was like, oh, we think of your dad so much. Um, him always ripping on the postie bikes. Gave me like the biggest hug and I just like let out tears because I was like, oh, I'm sorry for crying. Like, I just feel like it's a sign that I've seen you today. Like, I just got engaged. Mm. Um, and like, I've, I've really wanted to, you know, tell dad and Oh. Yeah, so it was actually really nice. That's but so beautiful, dude. I know, it was so random. It's so random. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And, um, yeah, he was, she was dad's friend, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that happened, so. Um, yeah, bit of, bittersweet. I think when all these big life things happen, especially the wedding next year, that'll be a bit hard, but I've got a little thing in mind to have at the wedding for him. That's And definitely nice. a cheese during the ceremony for dad, so. Yeah. Super nice. Yeah. Lots, lots, lots has happened. It's just been, it's been a whirlwind of learnings this year, I think, like for, for, for the both of us. And like, I think, um, it's, it's like, like you've just said, like what, there's not long left of the year, there's five months and then we're we're there. And, um, what has been like, sorry, throwing you on the spot. I love doing this to you, Mm. but you're looking, she's looking at me with big eyes. Like, what are you asking me? (laughs) Um, what has been maybe like one of your key learnings this year? like your key learnings like my one I think I shared one last episode of just like let them and just let go mm. and move forward like what what has been one of your key learnings this year like in regards to finding your sense of self and sense of security and, and being okay when things are just not fucking okay I think um hmm, I think allowing yourself to feel everything i feel like as humans we are we tend to hold into hold in a lot of emotion and we tend to try and be stronger than we actually come across and i think it's just okay to to not be okay um mm. and i think 
some learnings. It's just like sit with whatever you're going through, whether it's grief, whether it's heartbreak, whether it's just anything really in life. Like you've just any kind of thing in life, like sit with it, Mm. allow it to come, recognize it, feel it. And, you know, and even it's not like you're going to get over things like anytime soon. Like I still feel like dad passed yesterday. Um, I think just not try and sweat the small stuff as well. Um, when you do go through such a massive thing, like losing a family member, um, especially a parent at such a young age. And so suddenly you tend to see life differently. It's like you really do only have a small time on this earth and you do not know when that time is up. So Mm. for me, it's like just not sweat the small stuff. And if you're hurting and in pain, allow those emotions to come in and, you know, be okay with sitting with them. It's okay to not be okay. And we all know that. Um, But yeah, honestly, like I just see life so differently now. Um, Mm. And I don't mean to be to say this in like a negative way but when some friends do come with me to with their problems and like say it's something small like and I'm not diminishing their stuff at all like but just something small like I don't know I can't even think of anything right now to me I'm just like fuck dude like it could be so much worse Mm. and like not in a bad way I keep I keep saying like that filler word is killing me um but yeah, I don't know. I just see life heaps differently um, since losing dad. And I just am allowing myself to, if I don't want to get out of bed for two days, I'm going to allow it. Like if I, you know, want to be in a depressive state or I just feel like I just need to just lay and not do anything, then, you know, that's my body kind of saying, you know what, like that it's okay. It's okay to do that. Mm. I'm not going to feel guilty for needing a break or anything like that i don't know it's just my whole perspective on life has changed it's it's really hard to comprehend i don't know if i'm ever gonna figure it out but i just think it's loss that when you lose someone so close to you you just you live for every moment Mm. and that's just a really big life lesson that just don't you don't want to look back in your life in 10 years and regret that you didn't do that thing yeah, definitely. Like, I think you, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like, with what you're saying, because you're not gonna know these lessons unless you experience it, or unless you're like, you know, someone close who's gone through that. Mm. It's like, it's like when um when you go overseas and you might do some like like work in, you know, volunteer work in like third world countries and come back and you're like, fuck, we got it good yeah we got a good and like i think that's that is that lesson is like what what it's a very similar lesson as to what you're saying right now which is super beautiful in this in the sense of you can appreciate when things are tough you can appreciate when things are good you can appreciate life for what it is because you've been through a really really traumatic time and a really traumatic experience to view life much differently to the way you viewed it two years ago three years ago and I mm. think that is a, that's an amazing gift that you have now and and the advice you've the advice that you've given like over the last six months has changed and it's changed in the sense of it's shaped in a more mature delivery 
Yeah, and I don't. Yeah, I mean, Leah, it was funny. Leah said the other day. She's um, she said, "There's been a shift in you," and I was like, "Really?" <laughs> um, but in a good way. Um, I don't know. I just there's so many things, especially when you experience something like losing a parent and you go through that grief, um, or losing a sibling or anything um, similar to that kind of hurt and pain and loss when these big major milestones happen in your life Mm. you do like it's never gonna be a super happy moment yeah it's also gonna be like there's a bittersweet like for instance i myself and my fiance are on our ivf journey yeah (laughs) it's very early days um but even going through the process of everything um, with that, I'm trying so hard not to say like. So like, if there's any please, uh, please, if there's any pauses, is because I'm trying not to say like. Um, so we're going through our IVF journey, um, and just the thought of having a baby and stuff makes us so excited. We're so ready to be mums. Um, I've had like a maternal instinct my whole life. Um, same with Leah. She's going to be the best mum. Like, so hands on. Our kids are going to be playing footy and be little shredders. One might be a singer, hopefully. A little shingling on. A little dramatic singer mm. like me. Drama queen. Um, but doing <laughs> things like that, it's it's hard because you you want your you want your kids to have their grandpa and their mm. grandpa's not here anymore. So, you know, we'll do our best to to tell our children about my dad and everything like that but yeah um so sorry can i rewind a bit ivf yeah. ivf yes where how how has that experience been so far where are you up to in the process so i've been instructed that i'm only allowed to talk about me oh okay. <laughs> um my fiance is private we don't want to talk about anything with us um until we are well and truly pregnant um, but I will talk about my journey mm. on um, IVF so far because yeah. I don't know if any of our listen- listeners have no idea even how to start the process. I know I didn't, um, but basically we are on our IVF journey. Um, we are getting ready to start a family, um, hence why our wedding is only a year away. Um, there's a few things that we obviously want to do in between, like travel and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, Leah is uh, almost six years older than me. So for us, our timeline is a little bit different just because of that age gap. Um, she also wants to carry. Um, oh, shit. I'm talking about her. <laughs> Stop. Oh. <laughs> Not me. Oh. Um, that's fine. It's She'll get over it. It's just one thing. Yeah, she's carrying a baby and so am I. But my journey um, with IVF is basically what you do. um, You have to go and get your bloods done. So you get Mm -hmm. blood tests. um, And they test you for everything like chromosomes, all that sort of stuff. The blood testing is actually really expensive. It, It costs like... 700 and something dollars for one particular blood test i think that's to do with your chromosomes and to see if there's any like mental not mental i don't know illnesses or something 
Um, so you go and you just get a referral. Obviously, we are going through uh, Wollongong IVF Centre. <laughs> um, and I got an I got a referral from my IVF um, doctor. She's incredible. Um, and when I got my bloods done, and then basically what you have to do is you have to get your bloods tested on the third day of your cycle. So you need to be bleeding um, during this process. And then I think on the ninth day of your cycle, so just after you stop bleeding, for me, I bleed for like seven to eight days. So on the ninth day of your cycle, you go in for um, uh, internal ultrasound. Okay. And they kind of have a look at all of your um, follicles, your ovaries, and just see what the environment's like up there. Um, and then you go back in and they read out your results. So for me, I knew that I probably would have really bad levels or results just because when I was younger, I did experience a lot of, um, ovarian cysts and, uh, like endometriosis symptoms, not necessarily endometriosis, but similar, I suppose. Um, so I kind of went in there with a little bit of a mind frame. Basically, they read out your results and they're called like your levels are read out. And my for my age, 29, 29 years old, I think you're meant to be sitting at um, uh, level 30. Mm. And unfortunately, I was sitting at a level five. Hectic. So I necessarily only have like a five percent chance to conceive so that was pretty rough Mm. i knew they'd be low i didn't think they'd be that low um it's so what 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 were you when you were told that you're at a five what were your initial what was your initial reaction uh look i was gutted leah Mm. was on facetime she was she was working unfortunately when i went in for my results but um Look, I was gutted. My IVF doctor was pretty... She was all right. Like, she was pretty optimistic, which was nice. Um, I was like, it's okay. It's not like... at the You know, she was like, oh, the silver lining is that I guess you get the... You get a Medicare rebate of $5,000 if you have really low levels. And she's like, oh, you can get that rebate now. And I was like, oh, yeah, great. Um, so I suppose... For us to conceive, it's not going to cost as much because I have such shit levels. But mm. it is, it's a gut-wrenching feeling to know that, A, you're in the lower percentage of being able to start a family, which you've wanted your whole life. And B, it's just going to, like, you're scared of the financial, like, hardship that this is going to put on your relationship because mm. it is expensive. Like, every round of IVF is $10,000. And mm. I am um, now have to freeze my eggs because like I'm not going to go into our plan because that involves Leah and I'm trying really hard not to mention her Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but um, yeah so it impacts our plan Um, not heaps but I still have to freeze my eggs Uh, in in an ideal world I would just chill on the sidelines and wait for my turn to come to start to have a kid um, but now I need to um, freeze my eggs. So that sucks. Um, and freezing your eggs is $10,000. So mm. on top of having a baby, we have to – we'll try to have a baby. We have to freeze my eggs because if I wait 
12 even 12 months that that number five is just going to keep decreasing so yeah so so it's shit um but you know aside from that i'm healthy and i'm i don't have any other medical issues Mm -hmm. um you know apart from mental mentally (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) i'm sorry bad joke um Um, I'm a little mental, but it's fine. It's fine. Um, It's endearing. Um, So yeah, apart like so like apart from that, I am healthy and, um, you know, I'm, you know, I'm doing the right things. Like I'm eating clean. I'm eating better. I'm losing weight. So I'm doing things that are going to benefit me in the long run. but yeah unfortunately i do have to freeze my eggs so the next step for us um we are just currently now waiting to go into what's called a donor portal okay so um we you pay to get into a portal for donor sperm yeah um and then it takes it could take up to like 11 months to even get into that portal Mm. and then from there you wait for the right juice Wow. Yeah. So it can take a while because even if we do want to get sperm from the States or something, which they have a lot more options over there, that's another $10,000. So, you know, our wedding is very low key. Um, I'm not doing the big princess Shabar. Um, Shabar? I don't even know if that's a word. Um, so we're keeping everything pretty low key due to the extra expenses that it's gonna like cost to start to have a family but that's kind of just where we're at um where i'm at sorry um yeah and that's kind of the beginning stages of figuring out and honestly like if you're listening to this and you you're worried about where you're sitting um on the trying to conceive level or if you're you know in your 30s and you haven't met anyone or whatever like just anything really if you're in a partnership if you're single or whatever and you're looking and you've always thought "Mm, I don't know maybe I it could be hard for me to have a baby because I kind of have been thinking that since I had all those you know long periods and painful periods and all that sort of stuff I would really suggest going to get checked um it is really good knowledge to have Um, I have spoken about it to like, say for instance, my sister-in-law and, uh, she's engaged to, um, her fiance Colby, um, and they're getting married next year. And I was talking about it to her about my levels and, you know, even though they can conceive naturally, um, she's like, oh, I really want to go and get my like levels tested just for peace of mind kind of thing so yeah yeah, there's no harm in just seeing where your levels are at and seeing where you sit when it comes to you know trying to have a baby because if you are like not ready to conceive but you might have low levels like me um egg freezing is probably the best the best option option but if you wait that level just decreases and Mm. you know it's not it's not the be all and end all like i do have like a high follicle count which is good um follicles are potential eggs okay. um yeah so it, yeah it sucked but at the same time just trying to look at the bright side like i said 
it's life. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. Shit happens. Yeah. Like, like I said, like I've got like this different view on things now. Mm. I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's shitty, but could be worse. Well, thank you so much for sharing, Claude. And I think um, we'll wrap it up there. But I hope that this uh, episode helps our listeners who are looking for some A, life advice or B, looking to um, check out their egg count and maybe do uh, do IVF, yeah. um, some insights as to how to get started for sure, with for that. Sure. You're the best. Thank thanks, you so much. guys. Cool. Well, thanks, everyone. Thanks, listeners. Thank you, Claudia. And we will talk to you guys soon. Talk to you soon. Bye.